chapter 43. Isaiah chapter 43. If you have your Bibles, go with me to Isaiah chapter 43. <coughs> Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 43. This year, we will continue to unpack the word of the Lord to us, um, telling us that this is our year of grace for the weak. Anyone still believe that this is your year? Amen. So give me a few moments, a few services for us to just continue to unpack the word of the Lord to us, um, because the will of God for us concerning his word is that we live by the, progr- the word that comes out of the, wor- the mouth of the Lord. Um, I, I discovered that many people have faith for the, the written word of God, but the challenge is really to have faith in the revealed word. Does that make sense? I, if I ask how many people believe that God, I, God wants you, um, or that God said we are to walk in love, everyone will put their hand up and no one will argue about that. But if I ask the question, how many people are walking in love with the person that hurt them yesterday? Then we start to have a different kind of conversation because one is a conversation about the written word, what God said to the saints of old. Another is a conversation about what God is saying now. And so there is, it, is, it, is, it is great to have a good attitude towards what God I- said in times past, but it is even better for you to uh, approach the now word of God with, um, w- with faith and courage and the willingness to act it out and experience the now word of God. Every man lives by the written word, the, sorry, the, the revealed word. Jesus said it that way. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but we live by the proceeding word, the now word, Okay. We live, by, we live by the now word and not just the principles of Scripture. So I really encourage you, as we are digging into the word, that you do what you can to make sure that you are grabbing the word, you are embracing the word, that you are receiving the word, that you are letting the word settle in your heart in a fresh way, because God will perform his word. Amen? Someone say, God will perform his word. Do you believe that today? Tell your neighbor, neighbor. I believe that God will perform his word. Okay? And so, uh, and, and so what, what we'll do is continue to unpack the word because we want the word to come alive in your heart in a fresh way. In a fresh way, in a way that, um, that only uh, where you will see the results that God intends for you to Amen. So Isaiah chapter 43, in Isaiah chapter 43, this is the Lord speaking. um, And he says in verse 18, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Glory be to God. Now it shall spring forth. When is it going to spring forth? Come on now. What God is looking to do is not something he's going to do tomorrow. It's not, going to, it's not something he's going to do one day. Now is the time. Um, now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? Let's answer the Lord. Say, I shall know it. Okay. Shall you not know it, he says. He says, I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Now, if you bear with me today, I want to talk to you about partnering with God for the new or partnering with the God of the new. Um, Because the will of God in revealing his heart, the reason God gives us a revelation of what he's doing, it's not just so we can have ears that tingle or, or so we can get excited about what God has said. The reason God reveals his word to us in a deeper way is so that we can partner with him to establish his kingdom on the earth. God always sends his word to us 
because he has chosen to partner with us for the establishment of his kingdom upon the earth. Someone say, I am in partnership with God to establish his kingdom on the earth. So, so God gives us the revelation, not just so we can write something down in our notebooks or so we can um, say, uh, if someone asks you, how was church today? Um, it, it's not just so we can say the word was hot or the word was great or there was so much revelation. But the will of God for us concerning the revelation is that we are equipped to partner with him to establish his kingdom on the earth. And so when God is saying, I'm looking to create a new thing, really what he is saying is he is looking to partner with you to create it, to build a new thing on the earth. He is looking to partner with you to make a road in the wilderness and reverse in the desert. Now, God's intention, God wants to make a road. He wants to make a reverb, and I'm going to just break it down. Because understanding is necessary for effective partnership. If, if, if the scripture put it this way, um, can two walk together unless they agree? In other words, if I don't see what you're trying to do and you don't see what I'm trying to do, but yet we claim to be walking in the same direction, we cannot be effective in that partnership. So the first rule, and, I, I, and maybe next week I might talk about in detail, um, just uh, almost the rule of engagement for this partnership. But really the first thing we want to do is to make sure that in all our getting, we are getting understanding. An understanding of the intention of God. An understanding of the heart of God concerning the matter. Because when we get an understanding about how God is postured for you this year, when you get an understanding of what God is trying to do in your life this year, then you get an understanding that enables you to partner with him effectively. Someone say, I want to partner with God effectively. So I'm just going to break this down. So he's, he's saying, uh, uh, now we shall spring forth. He says, I will even make a road in the wilderness. To make something is to set something in place. It is, it, it, it is to set something in place that wasn't there before. Okay? To make is to ordain. It is to found. Amen. This is a good year to found something. Amen. To establish. To transform. It is to fashion something. The idea is that it wasn't there before, but now an ability came about, and that which wasn't present before has now been made present. This year, God is looking to make a way in the wilderness. Did you get that? He is looking to fashion, to create. He's looking to found a way, just like he did. The children of Israel were stuck. They were coming out of Egypt, and they were stuck between the Red Sea and Pharaoh behind. What did God do? He created a road in the, in the river, in the Red Sea, that wasn't present before. Because he is Elohim, and he is good at creating stuff. Okay, if you ask me what God wants to do this year, he wants to make some stuff happen. He wants to make a road in the wilderness. He wants to make a road in that industry that you find yourself in. This year, some of you will discover some niches. There are some areas that you have been walking past. Come on now. You have been walking past and God will make a niche for you in that company. Verily was prophesying it when she was when she was doing the the notices and you should pay it. Let me tell you what what God is going to increase even more in this time, not just in this church, but in the body of Christ. He, he is he is activating the ability to hear from God. Listen, keep your ears open. This will not be a, a season to wait for someone to preach to you. This will be a season when God will use everything possible to release his word to you. So if anyone stands up here, please, when they say something, you better receive it. She might have said it quietly, but it just struck me because the Lord said the same thing when I was preparing. He is creating niches for you. There, there were areas in your, in, in, that you knocked on before, and they said, it's not possible to do this. He will make a way. Amen. 
it wasn't there before. The nature of new is that it didn't exist before, but yet power becomes available, grace becomes available to make a way where there was no way. Amen? He will create a niche for you. Business people, pay attention. Ask God for wisdom because he's going to carve out another market for you. He will give you, come on, somebody say amen. He will give you fresh insight. He will give you the ability, you know, uh, I, I will maybe talk about it. There is innovation and there is invention. There is I invention. Oftentimes, if you go, to, uh, let, let, me, let me leave that on because that's for next week. If you go to Ikea and you're walking around the, 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 the shop, you will often find something that you need that you didn't think that you needed. Does that make sense? In other words, the, the, the product designer designed a product that you don't even know you need until you saw it. Does that make sense? And, and I believe that that is what God is going to do. He is going to, this year, you, you will need boldness to stick with your idea because the ideas, some of the ideas that God is giving you, the people don't even know yet that they need it. But the nature of the idea is that if you have the audacity to stay with what God is giving you, you will find that you will find yourself ahead of the curve five years from now. Because God will give you new ideas. Amen. I didn't say Cheeto will give you new ideas. I said God will give you new ideas. Cheeto is limited to his education, to what he knows, to his experience. But the God of all creation, he was at the beginning before the beginning began. He knows how to create things. There is nothing that was made that was not made by him. He knows the thoughts. You think Facebook is gathering data. Let me tell you, the God that we serve, he knows the thoughts of the people. He knows where the shoe pinches. He knows the needs that they have. He knows where it's hurting. And he can give you insight to bring out new stuff that will feed them. And they don't even know they needed it until you showed up. Someone said, this is my season for the new. And he says, he, and how is he going to do it? He's going to make. Amen. Maybe later on I'll talk to you about that. I haven't yet even begun to talk to you about grace. The grace for the new. Um, because the grace of God is the power of God, is the ability of God is the anointing of God, is the Holy Ghost, is Jesus Christ, and he will make, <laughs> glory be to God, he, he is given the ability to fashion something that wasn't there. Okay? Uh, and, and that is why some cycles have broken. Okay? Come on, somebody say amen. Some cycles that, some things that went on in the last 20 years, I'm not going to repeat themselves, unless you choose, unless you choose, let me say it this way, Unless you choose to live out your memory. Okay? That's why he said, forget the former things. Okay? Unless you choose to, because this is, there are two ways you can live. You can forget the former things and embrace and hold on to God for the new. Or you can rehash. You can go and pick up what was old and start to relive what you remember. In fact, the nature of this fallen world is that, is that that is how most of us stay trapped. We stay trapped because we remember what used to be, and even without thinking much, you are reproducing what used to be. And this is why I said last week, a key thing for us this year is a renewing of our mind. We've got to embrace the word in a fresh way, to radically hold on to the word, because the word is the purest substance that can change your mind. Amen? Because we're going to need to have a brand new kind of mind if you're going to approach this decade. If you're going to approach this season, because God is creating new things. And your problem might be that you are trying to get God to repeat yet what he did yesterday when he's looking to create the new. He will give you wisdom with how to handle the new. Because it is the same God who tells you, don't forget this. Put a stone here. Put a stone here. Remember this. But there are some things you need to forget. So there are some things you need to remember to forget. 
And there are some things you need to make sure you don't forget to remember. I'm playing with words, but I know it's good. <laughs> are you with me so far? Uh, and and, and, and that, is, that is the thing. There, there are some things that have happened in the past that, that, that you want to make sure that you do not forget. Because it will help, and that's where innovation comes in. Innovation is usually a, a, a rearrangement of what currently is in a new way. Okay? An invention is, is a creation of something completely new and unseen before. And innovation really requires taking the old and rearranging it in a new way to produce new results. Does that make sense? Okay, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to head up myself, but there is grace this year for all of that. Someone put your hand up, say, Lord, I receive grace for the new. Okay, and I need you, and we'll talk about this when, when we do, uh, I, I need you to pursue the grace. Now, you have it um, already in Christ Jesus, but there is also the, the desire. You, you have the Holy Ghost, but he says it is those who thirst that will, out of their bellies, will flow rivers of living water. Uh, because God is not wasteful. He's not going to throw precious things to swine. So just like my son already, by nature of being my son, my car, my house is already his. But at his age, I will not be giving him my car keys, especially after what he pulled today. He tried to open the door while I'm driving. like, whoa, whoa. He's too young, and he's, he was just crying that I'm stopping him from opening the door, moving at 60, 70 miles an hour. The Lord be with you, young man. <laughs> but you see what I mean? He, he is his, but there is a, a, there is a, a growing up that requires, um, that is required of us. And here is what growing up looks like. Growing up is recognizing, Lord, I need you. I am hungry for you. Amen? Anybody hungry for God? So, so, so to make is to fashion something, something that wasn't there, something um, that wasn't there before. He's going to ordain, to found, to establish it. Now, let me talk about a wilderness. Let me talk about a wilderness. These things are important. A wilderness is a large area of land that has never been developed before or used for growing crops because it is difficult to live there. Everyone got that? A wilderness is a large area of land that has never been developed or used for growing crops before because it is difficult to live there. And so when people are making plans and they come across a wilderness, guess what they do? They sidestep the wilderness because things don't grow here. They sidestep the wilderness because this is a place that is difficult to live. Okay? It is a place that is difficult to live in. But God is saying, I am doing a new thing. I am making a road in a place that, is, that many people will say is difficult to live in. Okay? I am making a road through that place. I might talk about this this year. This year, you need to get the mind of a pioneer. Okay? This year, get, get the audacity of a pioneer. Somebody who has a conviction of a reality that needs to be in your world, a conviction so strong that you are not waiting for the crowd to buy it, but you are the reason, you are determined, that you are the reason the crowd will buy it. Amen. Come on, let's give God praise. Get the mind of a pioneer. Why? Because God is going to, some of, some of us, if we don't, we're going to be arguing with God. Because he will lead you to a wilderness. And he will say, this is where I'm asking you to, this is what I'm asking you to do. But then you will remember that this is a wilderness. Nobody is here. It doesn't normally work. And then you start to lecture God about how it works. And so we need a change of mind, the mindset of a pioneer. Somebody that is willing to go down a road that nobody has gone before. And all of us have the ability to do it in several ways. Let me say this whilst I'm under this anointing. Some of you have been through some ups and downs 
in the last season of your life and you are wondering what it is for. God was developing your resilience. He was developing your ability to handle rejection, to handle all kinds of things because the place he is taking you is a place where you will need to see rejection as water off your back, something that no longer moves you. In the season, he's going to raise you up and put you in a place where nobody is going to be clapping for you. But because you know you have a witness on the inside of you, you are still not going to stop. Because I was born to make a way. I am in partnership with God to make ways in the wilderness. Amen. So, 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 so this year, everything, in, in fact, I'm, let me stop saying this year because I believe that this is really for this season, this decade of your life. In this season, God is going to make a pioneer out of you. If you choose to partner with him, what he's saying is, I will make a way in the wilderness. We will need the audacity to see the wilderness and still say it is possible. I will make a way in the wilderness. He says, I, I will make rivers in the desert. He's making rivers in the desert. Someone say, my God is making rivers <coughs> in the desert. A desert is a large area of land that has very little water. And very few plants are able to grow on or in the desert. In the desert, water is scarce. But the Lord says, if you find yourself in the desert, Radiant City Church, I don't know what he's saying to other Christians, but let me tell you what he's saying to us. If you find yourself in a place where things are scarce, you better not join them to talk about the scarcity because you are serving a God who will make reverse in a dry place. Reverse in the desert. God will make it. It's not going to come from the desert. It will come from the God who made the desert and who made water. Are you with me so far? He, he, he will make a river. A river is not a pond. Maybe in the, in the wilderness or in the desert, you might find, you know, you know patches of water here and there. But, but what God is saying is I'll come to a place where water is scarce. And I'll start to flow. Cause there to be a river of the very thing that everyone is saying is scarce. There will be a flow, not just a trickle. And I'm believing God for this in this house, that there will not just be a trickle of the anointing. People say you can't build great churches in London because 2% of the, of the nation are, 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 are not born again or, or two, only 2% 2 go to church. But, uh, but by God, he will raise us up because of the influence of Radiant City Church, before we leave this world, we will push that up to 10%. We will push it up to 20% because we will show people that there is a God who can make a reverse in the, in the desert. He will make flow the same thing everyone says is scarce. Miracles, people kind of think, don't happen in the West, but he's going to do it with Cheeto Gideon. He's going to do it in our time. The lame will walk. The blind will see. I prophesy that the only place where you will see a miracle is not on TV. That even in your house, in this house, in this place where it seems that this is a desert of the supernatural, that God will cause a river to flow through this house. That through this house, healing waters will be raised up. In this house, a river where people will jump in and find who they are will be raised up because our God will make rivers. He will make rivers. He will make rivers. He will make it. He will make it. Amen? So don't be deceived when you go there and you don't see it there. It needs to be made. Okay? When you go in the wilderness and there is no way, when, you, when you, you, you have that God idea and you do the market research and you say that people don't seem to be buying products like this, all you need to do is look for the way for them to start to buy it. Does that make sense? Because he will make a way. There are doors that you have knocked on that you need to go and knock again. 
because he will make a way. There are jobs that you've applied for that you need to go back and ask them again. Tell them you're still interested because they will carve out a role and give you a title just for you. Because he will make a way. I'm telling you, our God has the ability. And this year, he wants to demonstrate in you his ability to make a way. The blessing of the Lord, make it. I wasn't rich before, but then the Lord blessed me with his presence. Now the blessing will mold me into a rich man. Does that make sense? He will mold you into an, don't be put off by what you're not right now. If you need to become it for the purpose of God, there is grace to make you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He will make a way. He will, he will make something that is scarce to begin to flow. I'm going to just pick up my notes as I say this one. Let me say something I don't say often. For those believing God to be married, I believe that God will shock you in this season. Amen? He will shock you. I'm, 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 just, I'm just looking at my notes. I'm not going to look up. He will shock you by sending you your spouse in this season. I say he will shock you because there are some of you that no longer think it is possible. But God will make a way in even though, even where everyone, and this is what you've got to stop saying. Stop saying there are no men in the, no, 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 don't do that. Don't, don't say there are no women in church. Don't do that. Don't say there are no, there are no eligible people. Don't say that because, because the Lord is looking to make. Glory be to God. He will make your husband. He will make your spouse. He will, he will make your new thing. Amen. He will make, make, make that for you. Your faith in the ability of God. You see, the, the, the scarcity of a thing or the apparent scarcity of, of the man or woman to marry is not the problem for God. What is a problem is your faith in the ability of God to make for you what you need. I will say that again. I take off my jacket and say it again. Let me tell you. <laughs> the problem is not the thing you think is the problem. In other words, my, 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 let, let me talk about it in my own context. One of the biggest things I'm believing God for because of what he has shown me, I can't sleep, I can't put it down. It is a church that will change this city. It, it, it is just, even when I want to quit, it keeps me going. Even when I want to give up, he keeps. So, so let me tell you, regardless of what people say, and, and by all accounts, really, we, we already have a big church in London. People will say that this is big. Let's give God praise for the goodness of God. But let me tell you, by, by, for what Jesus wants to do in this city, for the need, there needs to be greater. Now, I can choose to believe one thing. I can either choose to believe that, oh, uh, just, just, just enjoy where you are. After all, not many of your pastor friends are able to pastor as many people as you are. And just thank God for where you are. No. Or, or I can be, or, 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 or believe that, you know, th this, is, this is London and so churches don't go that big. It's just a, no, no. That, or I can choose to believe that my God makes rivers in dry places. Yeah. It, it's my choice. It is the same thing I'm saying, and, and you know I don't talk about, I don't talk, I don't talk too much about, because I don't, I think sometimes concerning the things to do with marriage, um, sometimes people treat singleness like it's a disease to get rid of. Uh, and it, it really isn't. It, it's a blessing for where you are. It's a blessing. Thank you. Come back. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's a blessing for where you are. Uh, and, and, and you need to enjoy the season that you are. It is the, can I say, let me say, let, let me just, I'm just, I'm just going to say automatically. It is the grace of God in his goodness kept you single. If you don't, if you don't know it, and ask somebody who got married outside of the will of God, they will tell you. Are you with me so far? So, so if, if, if you are single, don't ever allow, and this is the reason why I don't often talk about these kinds of things a lot, because, because everywhere you go, it, 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 you, can, you, can, you can get to the place where you start to think that, uh, or we, particularly those of us who preach, you know, can, can sometimes make it like singleness is a problem that needs to be solved. 
it's not, it's not a problem. It's, it's just, amen. So, yeah, someone says, yeah, it's great. <laughs> amen. That's, that, that's it. But, 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 but here is what the Lord is challenging. For those whose desire is to be married, uh, 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 you must never allow what is around. It, God wanted me to remind you of his nature, his ability to make happen his will for you. And so if it is your desire to be married, don't think that singleness is a problem, but also set your pace that our God can do it. He can do it at the appointed time, at the right time. He can, you don't need to be looking at your neighbor, looking at those who are married. Listen, they, they came with matching clothes. You don't know what fights they have at home. <laughs> They're wearing matching trainers. Sorry if you're wearing couples. <laughs> but I'm just telling you, don't be aiming for those things. Because you have no idea what kind of demons they've been navigating at home. You know by yourself you have your own demon. Now imagine that you are hooked up with another one. So now you're not just fighting your own demons, you're fighting. And if you're not braced for that, you're not ready. Because marriage is not a stewarding of the nice stuff. Real marriage is about somebody's willingness to steward your demons. But I'm trying, the Lord wants you to know, hey, listen, the Lord wants you to know that he is still the God who can create a river in the desert. So everyone else might be saying things like, this can't happen or this can't happen or let's go there or let's do that. Please know your God can create rivers. Amen. The Lord will have to open some of your eyes because, you know, your new thing might be sitting next to you right now and you're just going to... I was going to ask you to ask your neighbor, is this, are you my new thing? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> if you're married, you better not be asking. You better behave yourself. <laughs> Amen. Wouldn't that be amazing if, if 10 years from now, or maybe even two years from now, we're at a wedding, and somebody says, you know, I was sitting there in church, and pastor said, ask your neighbor, are you my new thing? This is how my mind works. This is why I was debating. And just imagine that testimony. And I turned around and I, and, and I asked them, are you my new thing? And they said, yes. And they said, can I have your number? And I said, hey, glory, glory, glory. <laughs> they all played too much. Someone said, my God can create new things, reverse in the desert. This is the heart of God. Please do not minimize him in any area. Okay? Do not minimize his ability to make something that wasn't there to become there. And in fact, this year, and, and you'll see that as we go along, and that's what we're partnering with him for. In fact, he is the God of the new. Okay? It is in his nature. It is part of who he is to create stuff that wasn't, to make it God is not just a, God is not a manager. In other words, he doesn't just manage what is there. He is a creator. So he, it is in his nature. He shows up to the earth. The earth was void, was without shape, was dark. There was nothing happening there. He shows up there. His spirit is brooding over. He releases his word. What does he do? He create a, creates a new garden. Because it's what he does. He is a creative God. When man fell and became infected with sin, he ruined, that is, man ruined, was ruined for the presence of God. So God sends Jesus. What did Jesus do? When Jesus came, he created a, 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 a new man. So that now if any man believe in him, he, he, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Because God is a God of the new. He is, a, he, he is the one who knows. He is the original creator. His name is Elohim. 
Amen? A creator of the new. When the way to get to God became impossible because even though God gave the law, man was incapable of accomplishing the law in order to get to God. What did God do? He sent Jesus. And the book of Hebrews tells us that Jesus, Hebrews 10, 19 tells us that Jesus came and he opened a new and living way because there was no way to get to God. But God used his ability to make new things, to create a new way. Now, all of us can have access to God freely. Why? Because God created new. Someone say, my God is the God of the new. And this is why it is an insult to your God to ever think that you are stuck. A total insult. I'm not going to put it any other way. You're completely insulting the creator of the universe. The one who created your brain, the brain you're using to think you're stuck. He created the, <laughs> he created, <laughs> that, that hit, amen. <laughs> amen. I love when the word gets in. He created our brain and then we think with the brain that God created. Now we're stuck. It's an insult to him because he made a way. Can I tell you something? This is why time is a problem for you, not for God. Time is not a factor for him. It's not a factor for him. That is why, because there is no time that is too late for him. There is no time. You know, by now, Lord, I should have bought my house. That's your problem. (laughs) You put the time on yourself. You put the pressure on yourself. You were watching some stuff and put pressure on yourself. Time is not, God is looking at you and saying, what I'm looking for is someone who can manage a house. Because if I give you a house now, you're going to remortgage that house in two years just to buy another, another, another Lamborghini and so that you can drive good and then five years down the line, you can't even manage the mortgage. Getting you the house is not the problem. Time is not a factor for God. God exists outside of time. Time is a function of his creation. He created time and he manipulates time. So that's why he can, he can make, for, let, let, me, let me go back to, to, to the whole marriage thing. Uh, Listen, he can give you happiness in one year that folk who have been married for for 20 years have not yet experienced. Time is not the issue. Amen. We we congratulate. Of course, we celebrate longevity in marriage. But really, the thing that we should be celebrating is the the, the happiness in the marriage, the satisfaction, the peace. I'm trying to set my single brothers and sisters free from feeling the pressure that the society puts on you because time is a function. Time, time is a function. It's, it's a, it, God operates. God m- operates outside of time. He can, he can take away the shame of your youth. It's what he does with time. He can make you forget that there was ever a time that this was an issue because time is not a thing for him. Okay, don't make time your God. That's a statement and a half. Don't make time your God. Make God your God. Someone say, let God be true. And let time be a liar. He is the God of the new. Revelation chapter 21. I want to show you what he told us at the end. I love what God does in scripture because what he does is not only scripture doesn't just show us what used to be. Scripture travels to the very end to show us the end product of what God is trying to produce in our time because it helps us arrange ourselves and position ourselves now where we are in between deliveries. Revelation chapter 21, verse 1. This is the Apostle John. He says, he says now I saw a new, someone say new. new. I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first and the first heaven and the first earth has passed away. Can I just say something? Please let me tell you. The quality of your life as defined by heaven is, is you living in the light of eternity. Okay? There are some things that are worth worrying about. There are some things that are not. Okay? There is a, there is, there is a life that is to come afterwards. In that life that, will, that is to come afterwards, your high-flying job, God, when you show up, God is not going to say, well done for becoming CEO of your company. 
Amen? He's not going to say, well done, you bought your house in London where everyone said you couldn't. Well done. All those things have their place. But what I'm trying to say is that there are some things that will pass away. Your house that you're fighting for, one day Jesus will come and it will be no more. You will just watch as it is passed away. Even, 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 we don't even have to wait that long. We just kind of see how things operate. There was a time, th- there was a time you got, you, you know, you got, what was that song? I'm not going to talk about Samsung, leave me alone. Uh, there was a time that you, you, you got a Nokia, one of those kind of slim, small Nokias. You thought you were the boss. You thought you were ruling. You thought everywhere you were, you just kind of bring out your Nokia when you're texting. You can't even see the thing. But it's moved on so it's just, amen. It, it's just moved. I, 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 the, the, there was a time when, when, <laughs> let me say, <laughs> there was a time when, when I felt like I could dance. But that, when I when I see the young people now, I just I, I've given into that dancing. I've just all my dancing now is for dad. It's like <laughs> I, I I don't care anymore. Amen. At the time when I was trying to catch up, but 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 you know what? Some some things have passed away. <laughs> Kiddo, your ability to do those moves has passed away. Now they're doing stuff that I just I just go with my dad dancing. <laughs> because things pass away. The things we're fussing about now, guess what's gonna happen? It's just gonna pass away. Amen? And that's what scripture is saying. He says, John is saying, I saw a new heaven, a new earth. Because the first one had passed away, and also there was no more sea. Huh? Can you imagine that? We can't even comprehend that. But yet it will happen, because God is a God of the new. There was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, a new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with man, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no more sorrow, no crying. There shall be no more pain. Why? For the former things have passed away. Amen. Then check this out. Then he who sat on the throne said, Look, behold, I make all things new. Amen. And he said to me, Write these, write, for these words are true. And faithful. Everything we've read, he says, please write it down so Cheeto and Radiant City Church can read it when they show up because these words are true. In other words, what I'm trying to show you is that if we travel to the future, watching or following the agenda of God, traveling into the future, we see that God is making all things. Why? He is the God of the new. Okay? He's making all things new. But the amazing thing is that, is that he, is, he, is, he is in partnership. So we travel to the future. We see he's making all things new. This is how God wants us to live. He, he knows the end from the beginning. Okay? And if we, re- if we read that, the Isaiah 42, he says, before it springs up, talking about the new thing, before it springs up, I tell you of it. Okay, so he tells you this is what I'm going to do to create a new thing so we can back up and come back to 2020. Because in 2020, God is in partnership with you to create the new thing we saw in Revelation 21. Okay, it's starting now. Let me put it this way. There are dreams, there are visions, there are desires, there are books, there are companies that God is placing on the inside of you that will begin to wipe away tears now. You missed it. Because what God is going to do then, he's not waiting for a time to start. 
he has already started in you. So really what God is doing with your hands and my hands in white is he is wiping away tears, not just then, but now. Because through your company, someone who was in tears will no longer be in tears because they will find employment. They would find encouragement. They would find an outlet for their creativity. They would find something on the inside of God. What is God doing? He is making all things new with the seeds he is dropping in you. Okay? He is making all things new. There is the, 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 the ideas and the things that he puts on the inside of you will wipe tears from people's faces, will take away sorrow from people's faces. Even before that day, he's starting now. How many people know that there are some things today you used to cry about three years ago, you no longer cry about. You might be crying about new things, but there are some old things that you no longer cry about because from then till now, God has been facilitating the wiping away of your tears. And you need to know, this is what we are in partnership with God for. The creation of new. These new things that God is looking to do in your life, it, uh, you will see it's not just about you because he is in partnership with you. When God wanted to create a new reality for his people, let's go to Exodus chapter 3. Um, he wanted to create a new reality, a new thing for the people of Israel who had been stuck in slavery for 400 years. He found a man named Moses and he started to partner with a man called Moses. And I want you to know today that God is partnering with you. Come on, someone say, God is partnering with me. So let me just do this quick case study and point out one or two things about our posture sometimes, and then we'll take it from there. Exodus chapter 3, verse 7. I'm not going to read. I encourage you, please read from the beginning. I really avoided starting from the beginning because so much of that speaks. Um, God is looking to get your attention, and maybe another time we will look at this. And um, verse 7, he says, uh, And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt, and I have heard their cry because their taskmasters, or because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. This is our God. Okay? Let me tell you, and we saw this from Genesis 31 in, in Jacob's dealing. Everything that you have been through that has been a, uh, every, every time you were abused, every time someone took advantage of you, every time you failed, every time you cried, every time you, whatever you think was a negative thing, please know that God saw and he is responding to you. Okay? He does not ignore. You are his child. He sees everything. He does not ignore the silent tears you have cried. He does not ignore the smiles in public whilst your heart is bleeding. Um, he does not ignore that. He sees that we might miss it, but God never does. Someone say, just lift your hands up and thank this God who sees your silent tears. Come on, don't be ashamed. Thank God who sees your silent tears. He hears your moans. He hears you when you cry. He knows, he knows, he knows. And he says, he says, for I have heard their cry. I have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. And to bring them up from that land to a good and large land. Someone say new. new. Come on, say new land. New then he goes ahead to describe a land flowing with milk and honey. To the place of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Hevites, and the Jebusites, and every other ite. Only right that I say that, just in case your problem was not a Hittite, or an Amorite, or a Perizzite, or a Hevite, or a Jebusite, just add an ite to what the problem with, a, a joblessnessite. Okay? Or whatever, whatever it is that is iting you. He says he will deal with that. Sorry, sorry about all the pastor jokes. I'm sorry. I, I have to have fun while I'm here. Amen. Some of these things are only deep. You don't hear these kind of jokes anywhere. These are church jokes. 
I, I, anyway, leave that alone. But look at this. Are you with me so far? Look at this. God is in partnership with you. So God, God hears the cry. Listen, listen to what's, what's going on here. God hears the cry of two million people. Everyone say two million. He hears the cry of two million people who are going through something. He doesn't go to them. He goes to Moses. He finds one man to partner with one man. By the way, this man has his own issues. Okay? He's dealing with his own thing. Anybody you're dealing with your own stuff. Sometimes you're dealing with your own stuff and God is speaking to you about something. You say, God, <laughs> what does that have to do with me? They have their problem. I have my problem. You're the one who solves problems. But look at what he does. He comes to Moses, who is dealing with his own issues, and starts to partner with Moses for the deliverance of two million people who have been in bondage for 400 years. So to Moses, the conversation was really just about him move, maybe moving back to Egypt. It, may, it maybe was just about him um, going back to have a conversation with Pharaoh, who I believe he grew up with, Okay, and now he's going to see him, and now this guy that I used to grow up with is now Pharaoh, and I have to go and beg him. And those were the things that were issues for Moses, apart from his own personal thing of having killed people and run away from them. <laughs> Just that small thing. <laughs> but now he has to face all of that. I, 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 but God is in partnership with him to deliver these 400 people because the new, here is where I'm going with this, the new is deeper than you. Okay? Is your, the, the, whatever new thing you are seeing is bigger than you. Okay? Now, now, now you might be seeing, and, and it's how we're trained, we often just see things in relation to how they pertain to us. So as I'm talking about God is looking to create new things, you're imagining yourself in a new job. You're imagining yourself in a happier marriage. You're imagining yourself with your own company. You're imagining your business taking new ground. You're imagining yourself at the new university, whatever it is, and all of that is good. But what I'm trying to encourage you is, is to recognize that God is looking to do those things in your life, not just for you. There are maybe there are two million people who have been crying out to God for deliverance from something and your little idea, Moses wasn't even planning to go and talk to God. He was just going about his business. And this random thing, as a burning bush, caught his attention. He, he, he didn't feel like it was a special moment. An angel did not appear to Moses in his bedroom and say, Moses, walk thee this way, and thou shalt see us a burning bush. <laughs> And thou shalt encounter the living. Nothing like that. He was literally just one afternoon, just walking around, and this idea pops into your mind. And you're thinking, oh, it's this idea, leave it alone. But I, I, I didn't want to go there. But one of the things that made God speak to Moses, the, the scripture says, when Moses had seen, let's go there, I was avoiding it. Uh, start from verse 1. Let me show you this. Uh, Exodus chapter 3, verse 1. Um, now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Next verse. Um, verse 2, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked. Everyone say, he looked. He looked. Come on, say it again. He looked. he looked. And behold, the bush was burning with fire. A strange thing. For you, it might not be a burning bush. It might just be this random idea that won't leave you. Just this kind of strange idea, bushes burn. So for me to see a burning bush, if I say, if, if he ignored that and walked on, and he went home and told Miriam, his wife, Miriam, do you know, you, you won't believe what I, what I saw today. I, I think I, I, I was on it, that heat was too hot. Because I was walking by and I saw a bush that was burning, but it was not burning. She would say, have some water. <laughs> because you are, you are seeing things under the heat. But the scripture says that, 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 that he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. He, and, verse 3. Um, and 
Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Why the bush does not burn. Can I just put this in here? I've really gone the other way now. But let me tell you, there are some ideas that you just need to stop a little bit and consider this here. Because it is a seed for something. God is waiting for something. Verse 4. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside, 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 not before, when the Lord saw that he turned aside, God is dropping ideas in your heart. He's giving you creative ideas, um, promptings, some kind of strange desires to do things that are too great. But it seems that it is crazy right now. But all God is looking for is a person who will do like Moses. Let me see where this thing will go. And the scripture says, when the Lord saw that he turned aside, God called to him from the midst of the bush, Moses, Moses, here I am. There are certain things that God wants to do when he wants to create a new thing in your life, that he presents a burning bush. And if you are crazy enough to entertain the idea that you can start a school, because you're crazy enough to entertain the idea that you can build a university, that you can build your own hospital, that you can start a company. If you just decide, let me see why I am having this idea. Maybe, maybe not, but maybe, just maybe, you didn't eat too much cheese last night. Just maybe... This is not your grandpa's cough medicine that is affecting you. Maybe it is God. Amen. Maybe, maybe there are two million people that are waiting for you to respond. Just check it out. Can I tell you what our attitude should be this year? Just check it out. Just check out the burning bush. Bushes burn and everything burns. But if you come across one that is a bit weird, check it out. But check it out. Come on, say it again. Check it out. See, your gift, your calling, the dream, the aspiration that you are having is not just about you. There are other people who are tied to your rising. There are people who are waiting to read your book. There are people who are waiting to be healed by your song. There are people who are literally crying out for your gifts to be the answer. God is looking to create a new reality for two million people. And so he found a Moses. God is looking for you today. Let me tell you, you are not hearing this message by mistake. You did not find yourself here just randomly. God, and by the way, the story of Moses is that that was not a random encounter. There is no coincidences with God. There is absolutely nothing random. Because Moses was found randomly by the princess who takes her to his house and decides, and Pharaoh just decides, we're going to train you in the ways of royalty, randomly. And it is saying, this same Moses who killed someone and had to run away. And now God is speaking. Let me tell you, there is absolutely nothing random about your journey so far. Absolutely. And every, please let me have your attention. You are in the midst right now of your burning bush experience. There's nothing random about you being here. There is absolutely nothing random about you hearing what I'm saying today. Because there is, there, there are nations, and I see it in the spirit. I see nations that are tied to you. I will say it again. I see people who are waiting for you to write. People who are waiting for you to, to, to start that company. People who are waiting, people who, let, uh, let me even say what I feel. People who will even learn from the things you fail at. You didn't hear that. Because the reality is that in order to be a pioneer, you have to, you have to be willing to fail. Failure is okay for pioneers. What is not okay is giving up. Does that make sense? In order to break ground, failure should not be a thing. 
stop being Christians. I will never fail. I declare failure will leave my house. At the same time, you as failure is leaving your house, so is success. Because failure and success come as a package. Amen. I, I will never fail. In the name of Jesus, those people stay small. It's like the Christian who is always declaring, I shall not die. I will not die. Listen, you need to die to get a hold of resurrection power. We need you to stop being afraid of dying. Stop being afraid of failing because it's keeping you small and keeping you a slave of failure. Your fear of failure makes you a slave of failure. Your fear of death makes you a slave of death. And your best self is on the other side of how you fail. Your best self. Amen. So this year, this year, in Isaiah, God showed up. And he, Isaiah, Isaiah 6, I'm, I'm going to keep. <laughs> Something else I missed. Something else I missed. Exodus 4. Um, Exodus 4. Where is it now? Let, let, from verse 1. Let me see verse 1. Exodus 4. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside and looked. Exodus 4. Give me verse 1. Um, then the Lord answered Moses and said, but suppose they will not believe me. Yeah, this is your, your problem. This is our problem. This is our problem. Okay, this is why, why this is important. <laughs> the Lord what is nobody download? What did I? What did I? What did I put out the video? You know, I used to write blog. I, I should still get back to. Like, can I just be honest with you? One of the reasons I stopped writing blogs is I didn't. I didn't <laughs> I spent hours writing this thing. Just three people. <laughs> <laughs> forget it. You are running your lane. Don't, don't laugh. You know it's the truth. You know you've done you've done a, a YouTube video that you're you've gone and you've hidden your video because after three years, <laughs> after three years, three people, one every year <laughs> because the Lord loves you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let let's not let's not feel sorry for one another. We're all in this. <laughs> don't tell anybody I said that, but you know. But look at this. God says, uh, Moses is saying, but suppose they don't believe me. <laughs> what if three people watch it again? <laughs> what, if, what, if, what if it doesn't sell? What if it's stupid? And the Lord said, um, uh, uh, the, or what if they say the Lord has not appeared to you? Next verse, verse 2. Um, verse two. So the Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? And he said, I am. Let me, let me end it here. Listen, it doesn't matter how think it will turn out. You see, what you have in your hand right now is still what is needed. Okay? So, so I, I, might have, I might not be blogging like I, like I used to um, because the, the, the three people you know, who are watching, I just have to <laughs> just say go somewhere. But, <coughs> but the reality is I still have the word. I, 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 what I must not is that it's what God has given me. I have a rod in my hand, so what I need to find is a creative expression to get that. Maybe it wasn't the blood, but maybe it is something else. What I must not doubt is that I have something in my hand that God will use to deliver to me and to you. I want to encourage you today. It doesn't matter what cell it is, how you think it will not work. One thing you must not doubt is everything you need to get to where you need to get to already is in your hand. Someone say, I have it now. Isaiah chapter 6, we won't go there for time, but God is saying, God in all, Isaiah sees the Lord in all his glory. And this glorious God looks around and he says, who will go for us? Whom shall I send? Because in everything that God is looking to do, he still wants to partner with you. Would you close your eyes and bow your heads for a moment? Heavenly Father, I know that today you've brought us this journey, this experience. You didn't, you didn't bring us this word for entertainment. You didn't bring us this revelation just to fill time. You brought us this word because with everybody here listening to me, regardless of their personal circumstances, there are people that you are looking to use them 
things in society that you are looking to use these men and these women to change. So I release the power of God. That in this house, the power of God will flow through every person. The spirit of courage will come upon every single person in here today. That we will have the courage to embrace everything you have said to us. That we will have the courage to live for you, even above culture, even above popular opinion. That we will have the courage to choose you and choose your word. I pray for every heart that is a bit like Moses or even me who is asking questions, but how shall this be? How is that going to happen? That, Lord, today you will strengthen every heart. That, Lord, your peace will flow into every heart in the name of Jesus. I declare an unusual spirit of courage will come upon every single person that we will have the courage to check out the burning bush. We will have the courage to try out the things that you are laying in our heart. And I thank you for the miraculous things that are going to come out. That Lord, this year, we w- I see, I'm going to prophesy what I prophesied on our New Year's Eve. I see widgets being created. I see a flurry of new things being created. In other words, there are new things coming out of this house. New books, new visions, new creative ideas, new companies, things. This year, the Lord will birth new things out of you. He will bring out mighty things out of you. I pray for those who have who who think that they have failed in times past, that Lord, a fresh grace to go again will come upon every single person, that the memory of the past will not hinder your plan for their future. In the name of Jesus, we give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. We thank you that you hear us when we cry. We love you so much. Thank you for using us. Thank you for doing what you do best with us. It is in Jesus' name we pray. And the church said, Amen.